Hello and welcome to Healthline 3, I'm Terry Simmons. Today we're talking with Dr. Syed Mahmood of willis Knight and Heart and Vascular Institute and we're talking about vein surgery. We'll be taking your calls throughout the show and as a reminder, please make sure you're in a quiet room with your TV volume turned all the way down so we can be sure and hear your questions. The number to call is 318-219-4569 and you'll see it at the bottom of your screen throughout the show. Thank you again, Dr. Mahmood, for being here. Terry, thank you for having me again. So. Oh, it's a pleasure to see you again, as always. And I love the topic that you brought to us again, something fascinating that a lot of us probably don't know about, as you said. And you also, let's just get right to you. I think you have a video for us to watch, right? Do you want to set that up and tell us what it's about? For sure. You know, uh, one of the diseases you can get in your vein is varicosities, and you can get, especially if you're a runner or you stand the whole day, you can have a venous reflux. And this is one of my patients. Uh, who I'm not going to mention her name, but she's there for you and see what she tells you about this process. So you can go play the video. I had a varicose vein on my leg that I've had for as long as I could remember. And once I had my baby, I realized that it was starting to get worse. And so working 40 hours a week in a hair salon, I was on my feet all day long and so I was getting sharp pains going through my leg in that vein at the end of the day and so I decided to call Dr. Mahmood and get them to look at it. Before I had the surgery, I at the end of the day would have to prop my feet up because I would just have sharp pains just shooting down the vein. So once I had the surgery, I haven't had any issues at all. So the procedure was a breeze and I was back at work two days later standing on my feet and nothing felt uncomfortable, nothing, it didn't even feel like anything happened to me. I've had multiple clients say that they have varicose veins also, they didn't know who to go to or what to do about it and I've told every one of them to please call Dr. Mamou, the, the team was the best. Okay, that's fascinating. Tell us, exactly before we talk about the symptoms and the treatments and different type of vein problems, Specifically to what she had, what is the surgery that she had and what did you do? For sure, uh, she had a greater saphenous venous reflux and varicosities. What we did in there was we went and laser ablated the greater saphenous vein and then she had small mini incisions in which we uh, took the veins out. They sometimes look like worms underneath your skin, your lower leg especially. Uh, and, and it's very common in people who have had babies or they run or they stand the whole day so most females out there <laughs> <laughs> yes that's really interesting and let's talk about well we're going to get to the runners again because I think when you said that a lot of people were you know we always think as runners as being super healthy and yeah. something like this hits and for that to be common in runners is really interesting so what are the symptoms for this first of all for sure uh, venous disease is uh, it encompasses a lot lot of problems. The first one we're going to talk about is what Becca had is is reflux. Uh, what happens is uh, as you get older, the veins dilate, and one of the things you can do is wear compression stockings. If you don't wear compression stockings, and especially if you spend a lot of time standing, if you are on birth control pills, or if you had multiple pregnancies, all of those dilate up your veins and your valves can become incompetent, which means they don't work as well, and blood refluxes, meaning it stays in your legs. What this surgery does is get rid, it gets rid of the major problem that most people have. So not only does it prevent the reflux, uh, it also prevents you to having varicosities. So people ask me, well, if, if you get rid of this vein, how does blood get back from your legs? 
you have three systems that just gets rid of one the most common issue that most people have so but if some people have issues in two other systems too and there are a few things we can do for that Okay, and you talked about compression socks. Well, we hear that a lot in, in people who have various symptoms for different things. What are compression socks and what do they actually do when you wear them? They're, they go up to the knee, right? They need. They can actually go up to your belly button. Oh, they you can. But I, I, would, I would like to show mine, but that's okay. I, <laughs> I wear the new ones and I have, you know, once the day you turn 31 is when things start <laughs> breaking down. And my legs were tired and I said, okay, what can I do? And I started wearing compression socks. And, that's the only socks I have now. Really? It, it makes a big difference, for especially people like me who stand up the whole day. Okay. Um, the way the compression stock work is, as you get older, your, your skin gets more lax. And especially if you're overweight or underweight, you have a lot of space. Compression socks makes the vein collapse a little bit so the valves can work. That's how it works. Okay, and if you're perfectly, you know, you, you feel perfectly healthy, you don't have any symptoms at all, but you want to do it like preventative. Is it like, say you get past your 30s maybe and you want to wear them because you like to stay healthy? Is that advisable or should you stay away from them unless you really have a reason to wear them? No, 100%. I think uh, you, even before we do the surgery, we advise everybody wear compression socks and only if the socks don't work do we even offer surgery. Uh, most people, if they wear it in their 30s or when they're pregnant, it'll prevent these things from happening. Okay, and I've heard about people wearing them on flights too, when you're traveling and, and you're flying and sitting, I guess. Is that only because it's sitting for a long time or is it because you're flying and the altitude or anything like that? It's a little bit of both. Uh -huh. uh, sitting a long time can cause blood to pool in your legs. You know, socks are good and, and they, they are known to prevent well, decreased incidence of blood clot, but doing special calf exercises that helps the the blood pull back, or if you're prone to blood clots in your legs, maybe walking every half an hour, an hour, or whenever they they turn the seatbelt sign off and you're allowed to walk. Right. Uh, all those things will help. Okay, so it's really a good thing for balance. If you stand a lot, make sure you sit some, and if you sit a lot, make sure you get up and walk around. Right. So Absolutely. either one. Yeah. You need to pay attention. Mm, too much of both things is bad for you. Right. Okay. And so let's talk about um, who is at risk for this. We kind of touched on it during the tease. Like we talked about someone who's 65 and over. So age may be a risk factor. Pregnancy. What else? So age of 50, actually. Oh. Uh, age of 50 plus. Uh, morbid obesity, which means you're overweight. Uh, multiple pregnancies. Uh, family history. If your mom or your father had it, you're more prone to it. Uh, cancer can cause you to have more varicose veins. Runners, their thing is they, they're losing their, their fat, so the veins don't have the compressibility from the fat, that's why they're more prone to it. Uh, there are multitudes of things, but these are the most common. So. Oh, that's interesting. So another thing, reason why we need good fat in our body, it also helps the circulation in the veins and, and helps with that, right? Like Goldilocks, not too little, not too much. Yeah, just a, get, get just a perfect amount. Just right, get right. it just right. Okay, and so let's talk about our spider veins, the same thing as varicose veins. Spider veins are more superficial. They're more reticular veins means they're very superficial. They're right underneath the skin and that might be a sign of blood backing up. A lot of times spider veins don't progress to uh, varicose veins but sometimes they can. And the treatment is totally different. Like uh, spider veins is mostly cosmesis unless it starts going to the varicose veins and treatment that for that is either you can have little micro injections that can close the veins or you can actually have a little laser which will 
discolor them and, and break them down. So okay. either or either or works. And spider veins, do they appear in any certain area, like the face or the hands? Oh, or for can sure. Be anywhere? Yeah. Legs, nose, oh. face, neck. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's it, they're kind of like what they sound like, right? They, are, they just look like little spider legs. Yeah, it, it looks very thin. It looks like almost if you crack your windshield, you know those. Oh. Uh, that's exactly what it looks like, but it looks black underneath your skin. So. Oh, okay. And when these injections are done, do you go to like is it a reference? Go to a vein right there, or are the injections done right where you see the? I would not recommend the injections. We don't. That's one of the modalities. Mm. It has a maybe 2% chance of skin necrosis. You do not want a little uh, scuff on your face. Right. But laser works really well. The only problem with laser is every two years you have to have a touch-up or every year depending on your skin type. Okay. So laser is very safe. The chance of it causing problems is much less. And that's what we do at Willis Knight. I don't personally do it. One of my partners does. Okay. But that is the treatment for spider veins. That is the laser treatment is that we recommend. Yes. Okay. All right, so tell us a little bit more about varicose veins. Um, is it dangerous if they go untreated? Um, so most guys ignore their varicose veins and by the time they come to me, it's uh, much harder for me to do my work because they have so much and they're so big. Uh, most uh, females are much nicer and they notice it much sooner and they come to me sooner, so make my life a little easier. You're welcome, doctor. Yeah, yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, the, yes, varicose veins, sometimes can develop clots and sometimes the clots can cause uh, venous obstructions of so deep venous thrombosis which is a blood clot and sometimes the blood clot can mobilize from your legs and if it's big enough it can stop it could go to your lungs and stop your blood flow so okay. it can be a major problem okay well, we have Don on the line for you Don thanks for calling what's your question for the doctor sure you were speaking about compression socks uh, uh, do you have a recommendation? I'm wondering if you could say, uh, give a recommendation of a particular brand, and how would you choose a size for your body type, and where would where would one purchase these? It would be purchased on the internet or locally. Oh, sure. You're talking about compression stockings. Yes. Okay, sure. Uh, uh, you know, you can actually go to Walmart. They're twelve, fifteen dollars. Uh, they're usually ten or fifteen. If if they don't work, you can actually go to Line Pharmacy, and they they have specially made uh, tailor-made ones too. So, if you want your insurance to pay for it, then you have to go to a physician. He has to write your script. But uh, compression stockings are available over the counter. The recommendations of uh, the ones I get are usually ten to fifteen millimeter compression, and that's what I wear. I got I get mine from Amazon just because I get the same brand every time. So uh, even if my wife loses a pair, I got an extra of the same kind, so. You said 10 to 15 millimeter compression? Yes, yes sir. And and, and uh, how would you know what size to get? I mean, is it, does it go by like your foot size or in the in the height, how, how far would you want it to go up? So it, it, if you go over there, it'll tell you what your foot size is. Either it's a medium, large, extra large, or excess large. It depends on the, your, the, the diameter or how big your calf is. That's one way to do it. But what I would do is I would just go there, have a measuring tape there, and some of them require you to measure how big your calf is. Some of them you can do by your, by your height or your foot size. They're, they're all equal. But some people have really big calves, and then you have to upsize yourself. And you said if, if Walmart one didn't work, what, what was the other place? Uh, there's a, f a line, uh, line Avenue Pharmacy. Oh, okay. Yeah, they are and, 
they're on Line Avenue and they actually specialize in in these socks. Are you able? If you do you feel comfortable saying you said you get yours off the internet? What is the brand that you personally use? If you're comfortable with saying it. Oh, I can say it. I just. I honestly, I don't remember the name, and I, I buy them every oh. six months when mine do. But you know, do if you if you really want, uh, you know, the best one is the ones you can get over here. I mean, if you have a chance, call three one eight two one two Vein. That's Melissa, and she'll tell you exactly where to go. And uh, if you call her, maybe in a couple of hours, I'll find exactly the brand I use, and I'll tell her. Okay, great. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Thank you for calling, Don. And those were some really good questions because I know a lot of people go in and you don't really know what size to get, even if you're looking at it. And, but that's a good point. Take a, a tape measure with you, right? For Just sure. Case and you need to measure. Okay. And we have Gladys on the line. Gladys, thank you for calling. What's your question? Yes, I have varicose veins in both legs. And I was wondering, are they doing any kind of a surgery for varicose veins? Oh, for sure. I also sure. have a spider vein. Uh, we, you know, we do surgery for both. Unfortunately, your insurance will not pay for spider veins, but they will pay for varicose veins and reflux. But for us to qualify you for surgery, we have to work you up. So what I would do is call 318-212-VEIN. Talk to Melissa. She'll get you set up, and we'll see what we can do for you. Okay. Now, with the, in the past years, we've been doing something called vein uh, spray or something like that and and I heard recently they do something like uh, laser uh, surgery for varicose is, is that true? Yes ma'am that's what I do and I don't know if you saw the start of the show the that lady Becca had laser surgery too so no I didn't see I didn't see the beginning of it but yeah, if no I problem. call you off if I call your office they can give me more information oh for sure 212 vein all right, then. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Yeah, you know, it really is. It, this is just a really good example. I think that a lot of people have varicose veins, spider veins, all kinds of all kinds of things going on in their legs that they look at it and think, well, that's just the way it is. I just have that. But it can be lasered. It can be fixed. Come to you and see if they can fix it. For sure. Yeah. And probably we don't realize, I'm glad we're doing this show, because one of the things we like to highlight on Healthline 3 is just how dangerous something might be. Not to, not to alert anybody, but to inform everyone that we think it's nothing, uh, and it might be something, just ask about it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Any questions, you know, thank you for Dr. Google. People <laughs> Google a lot of things now, but you're most welcome to call us, and we'll answer any and all your questions. Yeah, and how do you feel about people Googling and doing the research they can? If they get all the information and then bring it to you, is that good? So that way, it kind of almost a head start. Like, I got all this information, lay it out, and tell me, doctor, what applies to me specifically. So a lot of times, don't believe everything you see on the internet. Right. It's distorted, it's misinformation, but you know, it's always good to have some knowledge. Uh, you know, WebMD, there's certain physician websites, the Mayo Clinic, the Cleveland Clinic, that are centerized, that actually have good information, but a lot of people have just not correct information out there. Uh, but information is always good. If, if if you come informed, that's better for me. I have less things to explain to you. But if you're not, we will do what we can to make it easy for you to understand what you need and what you have. Yeah. If nothing else, I think doing the research, it might prompt the right questions to ask. 
maybe not the information to go on, but just like, oh, well, I'm going to ask about that because some people don't know what they don't know. And you can very easily leave a doctor's appointment feeling like you didn't really get your questions answered, but you didn't really know what to ask. So is that helpful in just like doing your research, but knowing what to ask and confirm with the doctor first? Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, it's good to know and it's good to know what to, what to ask for, so. Mm -hmm. Okay, so tell us a little bit about, you touched on laser ablation. What does the word ablation mean? Ablation means to to collapse. Uh -huh. uh, the, the way the laser works, it actually causes steam to form in your blood and the steam makes a vein collapse and it, it, will, it will make the vein, so, you know, in the old days, you might ask me, why don't we just take the vein out? Well, it hurts a lot more, bleeds a lot more, but leaving it in, it makes it easier for you to uh, treat it with less pains and has better results. So you collapse it but leave it in. Mm -hmm. And then do you recirculate the blood flow? How does it, or does you? So you were born with three different circulation systems. Uh, we routinely, when I do open heart surgery, I harvest the same kind of veins for, for my open heart. And it's just an extra conduit you were born with. It's not really important in adults as much, uh, but it's, it's one of your three systems that's spare. We only take it out when we either we need it for surgery or if it's causing you issues. Okay, and you touched on earlier, I wanted to ask you about this, that you talked about how the, the venous system has been kind of one that's either not talked about very much or kind of neglected as far as one of the systems as of late. Why is that and, and what has happened to make it more prominent? Well, I think uh, the biggest issues we've had in, in the circulations, in the Heart and Vascular Institute, it has two sides. One is the arterial, which gets the blood from your heart to your legs, to your arms, to your brain, and the other is venous, which is the drainage back. Uh, the arterial system, a problem in that is very apparent. You have pain, you have ulcers, it hurts. But venous system can be more insidious, means it's there, it is causing an issue, but it takes years for it to actually develop to a point that it's hurting you. Unfortunately, by the time it causes the end result or the end sequela, which is venous status ulcers, is too late. So we need to catch it sooner. It's been neglected because it's not in the forefront, but it is really important part of the circulation. Oh yes, I can imagine. And is venous insufficiency different than what we've been talking about? No, venous insufficiency, uh, it, it can happen anywhere in your body, but varicose veins are caused by usually varicose uh, venous insufficiency. Okay, and what about lymphedema? We hear that term. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Lymphedema is another reason for you to have leg swelling. It, it is usually when your lymphatics, which is uh, another system that absorbs all the excess fluid in your, in your legs are blocked. That could be something that masks itself like uh, varicose veins or DVT, but it's totally different. Okay. Uh, and only a physician will be able to tell you that. And we talk, we hear a lot about lymph nodes in our lymph system. What is the, what's the purpose of our lymph system? What does it do? It, uh, it's, it's part of your immune response. So uh, again, imagine arterial system is pushing it out, venous is taking it back, but in between this, what we call capillaries, the, when the blood goes through it, it forces the fluid out. And then it, as the, and the lymphatic strain all the fluid back. So if you, you know, especially if you have had radiation to your arm, uh, you can get lymphedema. And I'm sure you've seen some females usually with these socks that they wear for lymphedema. It's because the artery venous system is intact, but the lymphatics are blocked. Oh. 
because of the radiation that you burned that that's where most cancer cells travel to so it's immune that's the reason for your lymph nodes is the immune system okay and is there different treatments for lymphedema Yes, uh, lymphedema, unfortunately there are no surgeries you can do. You have to wear a compression socking and sometimes with time it just improves itself. The, your body reforms new channels, but very little we can do with okay. that. And what about um, deep vein thrombosis, that term? Well, we, we, talk, we touched about a little bit before. Varicosities can sometimes have clots and the clots can progress on and cause deep venous thrombosis, although that's rare. Deep venous thrombosis is the veins is what we talked about. If you are, if you had have had multiple pregnancies, if you have cancer, which makes you hypercoagulable, which means that you are forming more blood clots in your veins, uh, or if you are uh, if you are over age of 65, if you're traveling on a plane, all these things can cause you issues and can cause you to have blood clots and sometimes the blood clots can travel from your legs and go to your heart and sometimes that can uh, if they're big enough they can stop the circulation some people can die for it, from it but there are a few treatments we can do for it so okay and is that what a pulmonary embolism is or is that different it is it okay. is what a pulmonary embolism okay. is okay and if if a blood clot goes to your heart is that is fatal? that done? Is it fatal? It Every can time? be. If it's big enough, it can actually stop the circulation. Mm -hmm. There are a few medicines we can use. So, you know, uh, the treatment we've been doing, and it came about like six, seven years ago, you can put these little catheters in there, they vibrate and they dissolve the clot. The other thing you can do is you can actually go suck out the clot too, which is a little more invasive. And both those treatment options are offered in Willis Knight and Limp. You know, I started the 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 pulmonary embolism program at Willis Knight almost six years ago. For years, we would get uh, it, it was me solely, and we would get referrals from all over, uh, from Texarkana to Monroe to Ruston to Alexandria. Now, most of these places have their own programs, just because it's it's, it's a lifesaver. Time is money. Time is this. So it's come a long way in the last six years six years and you started it on your own was it immediate or what did you see right away and how has it grown slowly or it, did it just like explode uh, because uh, you were here and here it, it is it exploded now it's <laughs> slowing down because everybody has their own <laughs> but that's okay I only get I only get the referrals or consults when some most people can't fix anything that's when they call me so okay. which is fine yeah but even in our system there are like six physicians doing it from one to six makes my life a lot easier <laughs> easier yes and what have you seen I'm sure you have learned and seen so much over these six years and the procedures the treatments the what what's the biggest development that you've noticed I think you know all old-fashioned surgery and I'm a surgeon is still there but things are going more and more towards the minimally invasive or the less invasive things and it's been better for the physicians as well as the patients so uh, you know I'll give you an example of you know PEs or DVTs six years ago we hardly treated some most of them now if, if we get called and they meet criteria we try to treat all of them because we have realized if you didn't five ten years down the road they developed a lot of problems mm -hmm. And same thing with heart surgery. We have gone more minimally invasive, even with endovascular aneurysms. It's it's just been last five ten years. There's been a lot of changes, and a lot of changes are coming because we know what is being developed. Most things that are being developed are less invasive. So you see it growing going forward too. Do you have kind of a vision on where it's going as it's changing? And 
Well, um, you know, uh, my my aim would always be is if you take a pill and cures everything. <laughs> that's that's the ultimate goal, but I don't think we are anywhere close to that. So right. I I see it becoming more more. You go home sooner. You don't have to stay in the hospital longer. Smaller cuts, um, less less trauma to your body. Although the 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 way we fix it is not perfect, it's still better than having anything split open and trying to recover from that. Yeah, and this is already the case, the reason for the minimally invasive surgery. That's the biggest benefit, right? Quicker recovery, you go home for sooner. Sure. And, and what are some other, what are some, for people who don't really know the term of minimally invasive, what are some examples of it and what does it really mean now as opposed to, like you said, old-fashioned surgery? So one of the surgeries we can do is uh, called the aortic valve. It sits right above your heart. Uh, ten years ago, there was only one way. You had to split somebody's chest open or sometimes go from the side, put you on bypass, stop your heart, stop everything, and then make a little cut on your aorta and then take the valve out, put another one in, you have to suture it. And, and we still do that for young people, but most people now, you just go in from your groin, you know, you have this procedure awake, you go home the next day. It's become very easy and I can, I, we have done this in 99 year olds. I would not try to do open heart surgery in 99 year old, but a TAVR, what we just call the percutaneous valves, that's the treatment of choice. Which is a really good point. I'll talk to you about that in a minute too, but I think we have a caller. Michelle, thank you for calling. What is your question for the doctor? Um, yes, I was calling because um, I've um, uh, had a lot of pain in the back of my right knee area and um, I don't feel like a lump or anything in there, but there's been like a lot of pain. And I have like a negative Holman sign. Mm -hmm. So um, should I be really concerned about like um, a DVT or should I have that checked out? You, you, we always recommend if you're worried about something to get it checked out. Uh, you know, negative Holman sign is, is a medical terms. It means that when you, uh, when you dorsiflex your le your feet, it doesn't hurt your calf, but it's not a perfect way. So if, especially if you have swelling, if there's any concern, I would go talk to your primary care or go to urgent care and they can help evaluate you. Um, noise behind your knee or you feeling like a crunch or something, usually that, that's, that does not mean DVT. DVT uh, usually is a lot of leg swelling. You can't even, w most people have, it, it's almost twice the size, and it, the the leg is really tense usually. But if any questions, I would recommend going to a physician. Um. Okay. Uh. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for calling. Yes. Thank you so much for calling. And. So what are the, and one of the things we'd like to emphasize here so much, and, and Michelle, thank you so much for calling, is that to ask questions, just like she did. Don't, don't be afraid to ask. If anything, we're always afraid we're going to ask a silly question or it's not going to be covered because we just wanted a, a visit. But do you encourage, just there's no questions like that, just to come in and ask. Oh, but there's no anything. silly questions. And we are here to answer anything and everything you need. You know, as long as it's, it's in my purview, you know, sometimes people say physicians give these lawyer answers. We give these lawyer answers because we, we want to make sure we're not doing you any harm. And, uh, you know, sometimes, a lot of times, I can't give you an opinion until I see you and look at your tests. 
Right. And just keep asking till we're satisfied with what we're asking, right? Don't, oh, don't sure. be afraid that you're taking up too much time or you're going to go away, you don't want to bother the doctor. If something just doesn't feel right, ask. For sure. Let us know and we'll tell you if you should be worried about it. Okay. That's our job. And, and if we come in and ask you something and it doesn't really fall in your field, that's when you can recommend us to someone else too. Because sometimes we'll think, I'm going to the whole wrong doctor, he doesn't even do this. But if you're our doctor and someone we want to ask, then you can refer us to someone else. For sure. Don't be afraid. That's yeah. uh, you know we we try and you know uh, one good thing I'll tell you I'm gonna give us another plug one or three one eight two one two vein Melissa is our uh, vein coordinator she's a RN she knows and we were just joking about it today one third of the phone calls we get have nothing to do with venous disease mm -hmm. but we try to help them out and she's a superstar we get calls from all the way from Tennessee there was one coming from Alexandria one from New Orleans I don't know how they found our number we try. <laughs> That is really good to know and what I like all of our viewers to hear because we do have such a widespread viewership. We, this reaches a lot of people in a lot of different areas and sometimes we don't know even where to start. You know, back in the day we looked in the yellow pages, we just picked something up, but if, if you just don't know where to start then call your office. It's really nice to know what a nice resource your office is just to call and ask the question and, and send us somewhere. For sure. Yeah. What's one thing that you'd like everyone to know is watching about vein surgery and, and the topic that we've discussed today? I think the most important thing is when you go on a flight, uh, especially if you're prone to have blood clots, wear compression stockings and exercise your calves. You know, there are things you can get off, get off the internet, walk every half an hour. If you're going on a long drive, it's the same thing. Every 30 seconds, every 30 seconds, every hour or two, get off, get a cup of coffee, walk around that gets your concentration back and also prevents blood clots. All right, set alarm on your phone or your watch, get up and, and say we do it every hour, it's not a big walk, so just get up and move around for a few minutes, right? Absolutely right. Okay, and uh, you wanna give your phone number out again for your office? 318-212-VEIN, okay. call anytime please, thank you. <laughs> All right, and you can go to ktvs.com slash helpline3 to find out more, too. And we really enjoyed having you here today. Thank you again, Dr. Mahmood. Thank you for and having everyone, me. everyone, thank Appreciate you for watching. You. We'll see you next time on Helpline 3.